Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies podcast, your destination for in-depth discussion and analysis of the Premier League. I'm Robbie Musto, he's Robbie Ert, and here are today's topics. We saw plenty of drama throughout this weekend's fixtures. Tottenham came from behind to shock Man City at home in a thrilling 3-3 draw. Ten-man Chelsea hold off a feisty Brighton side in a tense 3-2 affair. Trent Alexander-Arnold plays hero for the second week in a row, this time delivering the goal that toppled Fulham. 4-3 at Anfield and things continue to spiral for Eric Ten Hag at Manchester United after his side dropped all three points in a 1-0 loss at Newcastle. That's what we've got coming up in today's episode. OK, Musty, let's start with the game at the Etihad. Um, Ange Postacoglu taking his Spurs team to face Pep Guardiola. Uh, I think Pep had said pre-game that there's going to be goals in this, or he felt there's goals in this. He was right. There were six of them, three on each side. Um, a fascinating game, mate, in terms of style of play, uh, system of play, way of doing things, believing in what you do. I thought it was a real example, Rob, in the end of... Postacoglu saying, yeah, we've come off three defeats and there was a lot of talk about whether he should change and, you know, the players he isn't, doesn't have available. But this guy is going to, as he said, stay in a job or, or not playing a certain way, a certain style. And the big thing I, I took away from his post-match uh, uh, interview was the belief he has in what he's doing and the belief he has in his group of players. I thought it was fascinating to go to, to Manchester City and talk about belief and talk about wanting his team his team to play better, where most people seem to go to Manchester City and actually are so scared of City that City yeah. get on top of the game and dominate you. Yeah, it's, it's just a, an interesting time to watch football in the Premier League, Rob, in terms of you know, other teams' mm. kind of tactical ideas, thoughts going into matches. I mean, in, in our era, and, and even in recent decade, really, most teams go there and just shut up shop and try and block yeah. out and try and yeah. hit on the counter. And to be fair, in odd moments, that's worked. But for the majority, it, it hasn't. And um, I think there was some yeah. that thought maybe, given the, the injuries that they've got going to City, they would do something different. But I think we all knew that he wasn't going to do anything different. And because of the result 3-3 mm. and because of the nature of it, I don't know, maybe it's going gonna, it's gonna to 
persuade other teams to sort of yeah. think, you know what, it, it, let's just keep doing the same thing. What I like about the, the, the idea from Postacogu, Rob, is that this group of players learn one way. They learn one way to play, mm. and that's total football, from the back to the front. No matter where it is, home or away, no matter who it's against, strong or weak, and no matter what their squad situation, the team strength is, they continue to do the same thing, which is clear. It's clearly... You know, easier for the players to say, oh, OK, yeah, well, today we're in this kind of defensive mode and then maybe in a game we can go into our other expansive mode. Yeah, They're just one yeah. mode. And I think the result showed that you can do that, even against Man City. We'll get onto City, Robin, and why they didn't win this game in a second. But it was a yeah, very yeah. interesting... They tried to play out in the first half, Tottenham, and we did a little breakdown of Spurs making it really hard, mm. high press... Uh, Spurs are a little bit f fiddly and fancy to try and break through that. They did it very, very few times in the first half. Of course, brilliantly for the goal from the set piece, the, the corner they conceded and went to the other end and scored with Hyung-Min yeah. Son. Um, but they continued to do the same thing. And we've seen that before, Rob. Persistence in the football, trying to play out, make a mistake. Yeah. Let's do it again, let's do it again, let's do it again. And in the second mm. half, Man City's kind of willingness to press just waned a little bit and the football um, worked from Tottenham and we end up having a brilliant game of football. Just a really great example, Rob, of, of, of keep doing our thing. We're going to try over and over again yeah. and we'll, we're playing for those opportunities where we do beat the press and we get chances to score mm. goals, which they did. It's a, it's a brilliant game. Yeah, and, and, and Poster Coglu will base his team on that and... and I thought what was really interesting, um, I think Tom made, uh, Tim, sorry, made a, a really interesting comment on, on, on the broadcast today where he talked about when you see Postacoglu, he stands at the side of the pitch, he's not having to go at players for making mistakes or things aren't going well. He, he's always, it's almost like he's continually giving them the confidence and the belief to, to, to play in the way that he wants. And I thought what, what was really interesting, it got me thinking, Rob, because um, he talked about it at half-time, he, he, he sort of foresaw that, you know, if, if Spurs get a little bit overconfident and start, like, the skills in the nutmegs and all that, yeah, that's the kind of thing that can hurt you. Now, it mm -hmm. led to Basuma doing something very similar, you know, City get the goal and, and, and you know, Spurs could have lost a game at, at that stage. But it got me thinking, Rob, a little bit, and and, I, and it was an interesting one where I thought, let, let me chuck this one past Musty because Postacoglu, in his management style, and we've all had managers who's, who seems like it's about, come on, guys, you know, I don't want you thinking negative, it's about positive, it's about doing things, it's about playing with a freedom that will get the best of you. Now, the past two Spurs managers, we talked Conte and Jose Mourinho, were very, very much the opposite. You know, you, mm. everybody was set. You see certain way. There's a restriction to, you know, being individual. It's about the collective. And it kind of got me thinking, Rob, well, Yves Basuma's an interesting one because which side of the fence is he? Because I believe maybe it needs to be a bit in between. I think Yves Basuma's got to understand the responsibility of where he is and being in the team and what the consequences are while playing with the freedom. I don't think, I think you can go too far one way where people, where players mm. lack a little bit of that kind of game, what's the word, intelligence, understanding, uh, security that you need. And you can go too far the, the Conte and Marino way where you restrict players where they don't do anything, they're just like robots. Mm. And, I, and I just thought that it was an interesting moment one with, with Postacoglu is there some players who need that go out you know with sons and whatever but is there some players who need to have a little bit more discipline about the game huh. um, 
Yeah, probably. It's interesting, Rob, isn't it? So, so what you're saying is given, mm. given the licence that he's giving them, um, do yeah. some players go over the top? And I think when you're yeah. at Man City Almost away... Almost take for granted. Yeah, we saw mm. Emerson Royal do it in the first half, try and met nutmeg. Eve Basuma try and nutmeg. Yeah. Like, playing out away at the Etihad against the champions. Like, mm. that's, is that, that's what you're talking, isn't it? Where, like, listen, we want you yeah, to play. Yeah, that's exactly, yeah. But that's not, Correct. that's, that's but, not playing. Come that's, on, guys, That's, that's yeah. not professional type mm. of football. So, yeah, I think, I think so you would mention yeah. that half-time, you know. Um, maybe it's the thing that you have to watch for, Rob, given his, his style, his kind of... You know, allowance of yeah. this sort of football that the, the players don't get a little bit blasé and think that they can take liberties a little bit yeah. trying to play it because particularly against City's press, it's really hard to do. It, it, yeah. yeah, it was. It, it, and Tim mentioned it at half time, didn't he? It was kind of funny that he said mm. we, we. Rebecca asked us like, well, "What would you do differently?" And I think Tim said, "Well, he might just say the players, you know, less of the nutmegs." And my goodness, we yeah. didn't we see when yeah. it led to a goal in the second half as well. So mm. those little details, I'm sure, will be ironed yeah. out. Um, bigger picture, though, is that you know that that philosophy is, you know, that's, that's got them a point. That's got them a point. I mean, Jim Beglin, mm. Rob, and we, we, know, we know Jim very well. He's a brilliant, brilliant guy and a really good commentator. You know, it, it's tempting for commentators and analysts and fans and whatever to look at them and say, oh, you know, and, and Rebecca kind of sometimes hinted with her questions. Is this really the right thing to do, to, to be yeah, so intricate yeah, yeah, away yeah. from home? And Jim in commentary almost said, like, maybe they should vary it a little bit and go a little bit longer, where... I don't think that's that's not going to happen because no, no. you know, Robert. No. You're like, well, okay, so we're varying it. Oh, right then. So I'm a midfield player. If we're not going to play out, I need to know that because I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm going to run forward and support long. the forward. Mm. Are we doing it? Are we not doing it? I just think that gets a little bit of confusion. If everybody's like, we're going to play out, we're playing out, then everybody, Rob, knows yeah. where to be to try and help that plan of playing out instead of like, if it's going long, I'm going to start running towards my forwards for the second balls for the knockdowns. Yeah. So I, I don't necessarily think, even though it seems to make sense, change it a little bit, go a little yeah. bit longer. I, I don't know where that's the right way. He doesn't change anything. And look what happened. Look yeah. what happened. It opened up. Yeah. The City got a mm. little bit more. And we'll switch to City now, Rob, if you're, okay, if you're okay with that. That City just fell away from the game again, Rob, like they did against Liverpool in the second half. They, yeah. they get up. They have an advantage. Mm. And I'll throw a question back to you. Is there something different with City where this year they're a little overconfident when they take the lead, particularly at home, and fall away from what got them there in the first place in terms of the high pressing, the energy and the quality? They drop back and let Spurs back into the game. Um, it's a good question. I knew, I knew it was coming. Just quickly finishing on the yeah. Spurs angle, just yeah. uh, as you were saying. I think, and, and I was, I agree with you, you know, I, I'm the same with, with the Postacoglu thing where... Sometimes, Rob, I think your system of play and belief in what you do is more important maybe when you lose or things don't go so well as, as when it's going well. Because when you're going well, everybody can pile on, oh, it's great football, they're yeah. great to watch, he's changed the football club, he's changed players. As soon as things start going wrong, oh, should they go back to the yeah, way they were? Exactly. Well, exactly. actually, no. That's where he's losses. got to stay with what he is. Yeah. And, yeah. And he's believed in it, and now they've just gone away and drawn with the champions, gone toe-to-toe. And find themselves in, in in a good place. So mm. no, mm. absolutely not. In terms of City, um, I don't think it's quite as easy as saying they're gone a bit. I, I, and I know people have, will suggest the treble, and I know people will suggest like I don't know, is it um, winning titles on the bounce? It's eventually it's going to wear off on you. I'm not sure that it's just quite as simple as that. Although Pep did point to, and and and, and, I, and I take a quote from him where he said. 
as a group, we've not we've not got to be ever complacent about winning things because winning so hard, and there'll be a time when we're not winning things. Now it was a bit of a weird kind of pep putting stuff out there, but whether he's starting to feel my 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 overriding thought with City is they're not quite at at their peak. Um, They they have days when it, it, it they take dismantle people with the football, and we know those days are many. There's days now when the opposition are better. You talked about the standard of coaching. There's now six or seven teams who would feel they can at least give City a game, and I think in certain circumstances feel they can win. Liverpool went there a couple of weeks ago, mate, and yeah. were disappointed to draw. Yeah. Spurs went there today and may come away and say we're disappointed to draw. I think that changes the outlook of your approach. I think it's a better coaching. I think these better pl- players are better set up. Um, and also that City get better Christmas onwards and that City you know if you look year on year they're not far off where they normally are but second half of the season is when they seem to kick on and with De Bruyne to come back in that time and Stones to come back in, in, in that time you probably see a more, a more similar City than we've seen with that drive with that hunger and with that quality that, that overcomes the opposition Right it's interesting Rob so you're basically you're basically saying there's nothing different with their attitude and their drive and their confidence or their overconfidence or their desire. You just you're seeing it as you know what they're not playing at the peak right now. We've seen this before. They'll find yeah. that peak later mm. on. You think it's more that than Correct. where more maybe that we're than all trying saying, to find another a little chink yeah, in the armor of their mentality. Yeah, I think people are looking. You know, the Grealish. There was a big Grealish thing. Oh, he done score. He scored today. Yeah. You know, Doku's come in. Mm. You know, I think. I think sometimes it, it, it can be a bit too easy to do that and, okay. and look for something that if somebody makes a mistake. But listen, time will tell. What I yeah. do feel is, and I've said I've said on the potties before, I think less points wins you the title this year. I think more teams are going to take more points off yeah. each other, Rob, especially yeah. up at that top end of the table. And City generally find the way and find the form that gets them to the top of the table. Mm. This year might be a challenge because there's, there's other teams who might be contesting it. Mm. Absolutely, mate. Well said. And, um, uh, you know, what, mm. a, what a game it was. It was guaranteed goals. We did get cool. goals. You know what? In some ways, Rob, I, I, I thought it could be more wild than what it was. End up 3-3. Three, three. <laughs> yeah, it's still, yeah. uh, it's still it, it wasn't quite as crazy as I thought, actually. No, um, it didn't lose. Yeah, yeah. But still, still a great I, game. I hear you. Yeah. Just, just, finally, just yeah. finally, Rob, on, on an incident, and I know we will touch oh, yeah. on it in different ones. The, ref- the refereeing incident with Haaland with a foul that he sort of allows yeah. him to play on Holland, plays in Grealish, then blows the, the yeah. whistle, calls yeah. it back, yeah. obviously right at the end of the game. Yeah. City unhappy, Spurs, you know, a bit, a bit going on. Yeah. How did you see that and how did you read that situation? Well, we, we, um, we, we, it's one of two outcomes we thought here, Rob. I mean, it's a, it's mm. a, it's a mistake from the referee. You know, it's just an, yeah, a mistake. Yeah. I, I don't feel strongly about this one at all. He's either, cause, and this is what Tim noticed, he put the whistle in his mouth. He may have peeped out yeah. a little whistle, right? Then he thought, oh, you know, I'll oh. play, I'll play um, advantage. Then, he, then he's like, well, I did actually whistle. I've got to whistle again. That, and stop it. Or yeah. he's, he's not mm. blown his whistle. He's won an advantage. He's seen the ball play up there. And I think it got a little bit behind Grealish. And maybe he's thinking it wasn't a great chance. Um, I, I, I think Tim's probably right. 
of those two that he might have just peeped his might. whistle he might and have blew just it. peeped yeah. yeah and said you know what I've got a I don't know I don't know that, that's second a thought maybe it was second a bit of a brain, a brain yeah. fart if you like where he's like yeah normally yeah. that's an absolutely just, an advantage and play on it really really is just a mistake let it go yeah yeah normally yeah yeah okay I, I agree the same I thought it was one of them let's yeah. move it on mate should we move it on to yeah, on. Chelsea. Chelsea Brighton another another interesting game at Stamford Bridge Ooh. so Chelsea Never quite sure what you're going to get from Chelsea, my friend. I did a little note of, of, of kind of recent results for Chelsea. Decent 2-2 draw with Arsenal. Then they lose to Brentford. They get a 4-1 win against Spurs. Yes, it was down to nine men Spurs. They get a 4-4 draw with Man City. They go to Newcastle, they lose 4-1. And then they beat Brighton at home down with, with ten men in the second half. 3-2. Uh, it's a bit like... All over the place with, with Chelsea. Not quite sure what you're going to get. No. We've talked about the inconsistency with young players, with unfamiliar, no consistency in the lineup and, and the system. Um, what did you learn today, mate? Three two win v, v Brighton. What 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 can you tell me more than, than you didn't know before kick off about Chelsea? Well, I, I think it's more um, for me confirmation that they are nowhere near where they they expect to be. I thought they were particularly poor mm. in the first half. And I'll say that because they were 2-0 up, two set pieces. Really, did, They did well on yeah, the set pieces yeah, and the yeah. goals. And that, that, but the set mm -hmm. pieces are kind of a different... The general football in the first half, Rob, and maybe because they were 2-0 up, they didn't feel the need to, to be progressive with their football. I thought it was particularly poor. Yeah. I thought Brighton looked a more comfortable side, a better side in possession. I think the numbers suggested that, mm. though they were trailing in the game. So I was disappointed. And I said it at half-time. I'm not going to let the 2-0 two, two scoreline or whatever. Did they score? Yeah. Maybe it was 2-1. Cool, yeah. Maybe it was 2 and a half time You know, I still was disappointed. Chelsea at the bridge at home that were so disjointed yeah. and not, not, not great. Now, I'll go on to say that, that they were fortunate to win this game. They were fortunate. And, yeah. and the reason I say that is that the first part of this is Moises Caicedo, Rob. Um, we've seen many, many double yellow cards, red cards this season in the Premier League. Yeah, more than I think yellows. I just yeah. felt yeah. how Moises Caicedo got away with those two challenges whilst <laughs> on a yellow, I'll never understand. I just don't understand that. And, yeah. of course, VAR doesn't check a yellow card. Um, and then the other one was the incident, the penalty incident that led to, um, I thought, the referee, was Craig Pawson, uh, with the Milner situation yeah. where he's in a good position, he's right behind it, he gets a sense of the game, the speed of the players, the physical nature of them coming together, and waves it off as a no-call. And then, for me, Jared Gillett, the VAR, is wrong, is wrong to stop the game and say to him, you know what, yeah. we think this is a clear and obvious error. Um, because I didn't. I didn't think as a clear and obvious error. Mm. And this is my mm. major beef at the moment this season, is that we are re-refereeing games with the help of, of yeah. the angles and the slow motions and the technology and taking more away from the referee than I think we've ever seen um, with the VR situation. Yeah. So, uh, again, like this is for, for clear and obvious, Rob, where... Listen, I don't know whether you saw, yeah. you probably didn't see the, the post goggle. You know, we go and we watch all the press conferences when, you, when we're in the studio before we get yeah. into the studio. Yeah, yeah. And he made a really good, I guess it was a rant about, listen, this was brought in for everybody in a room Leave saying, yeah. oh, that, that's, mm. you know, that's. And we had one this weekend, didn't we? The handball that struck the head of the player. That's what, yeah, the, head, know, the yeah. obvious Cold one, up. like there was a mistake. Mm. And um, we're not there yeah. for like. Some people in a room, well, if you look at it from that angle, we get 14 replays and this slow motion. Yeah, well, yeah. no, it's just so. So, I mean, maybe, you know, if we re refereed it, 
to the nth degree, there might be some, maybe plenty that say, you, you know find, what? Might, well, you, you can, can probably find, find something, Rob. But what yeah, do you? Yeah. What do you mean? Enough of my babbling on, Rob. I, I, I'm like, leave no, it alone. Uh, what did you think? Yeah. Well, well, uh, I wrote down the, the two things. One, I'm I sense, and I said it last week. There was um, during the last week there was, there was a penalty incident. It was Fulham on the on the on the, and I said. VAR at times is trying to insert itself in I the know. game. It's like we've got to, yeah, we've got I to know. get in. We've got to get in. It is yep. our chance. Let's go in. Yeah. That I, I, I'm just not happy. One, the other thing, I think it's undermining referees, Rob, making calls on on on, on the field. And the second thing is when 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 the referees called over to the monitor. There should be one real kind of angle or one real thing where you say, yeah. here's the clear and obvious error that you haven't yeah. seen. Yeah. So maybe he hasn't seen a pull or something that, that's not there. But based on, you're pretty much showing him what he saw and he's already said that's not a foul. Then you, he runs it again and, and mm. then is forced, almost like is pushed towards saying, well, there is a bit of contact, well, there is a bit of... I just yeah. felt it was a, a, another incident where... VAR doesn't have to get involved. It's, it's a referee's made a good call on a good decision, and we play on. Yeah, we play on, Rob. We don't yeah. stop the game. We don't. We don't look for, as you say, let's find an angle where there's something that we can yeah. say. Well, that's a little bit contentious. I mean, yeah. it, it, it's uh, we, we don't want to cut. Yeah. No, VAR is, is off the is off the Christmas list, mate. We're not talking till. About it till New Year, but yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I just felt, I felt it was one of those. And that was a big moment, Rob. With, that, with was Chelsea, a, that was the defining moment of the game. Yeah, that was it. Massive that was a penalty moment. with the wins mm. of game three two. Yeah, it just made four subs, hadn't it? I, I noticed um, De Zerbi and, and Milner was one of those come on, and yep. you know, almost like his first action against Mudrick. So yep. yeah, and then and it does change games, and it's, it's it's points, Rob, and points are so hard to get in the Premier League as we see week in week out. Mm. You can't just be dashing them away with, with these things. Mm. I agreed a little bit with Chelsea. I, I, I had one of my analogy w with Chelsea, and I said Chelsea's still like a jigsaw puzzle, mate, at the moment, right? And, you know, on a jigsaw puzzle, at the front of the puzzle, you've got the picture of what it looks like when it's all done. Yeah. Chelsea's box ain't got a picture on it at the moment. <laughs> it doesn't quite know what it is, mate. It, it's well, a it's bit got, blank. It's, got, pieces. It, it, it's it, got loads of pieces, but they don't know where to go. All the pieces there, yeah, it doesn't know how to put it together because we haven't got the picture yet, and, and that's... Uh, 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 analogy to what are this Chelsea going to be on, under? We can see what Postacoglu is going to be. We can see what Deserbi's be. We can see. I still not, and I know they're missing players, and I know they're young, and I know. So I get all that, Rob. But I'm pushing. Out. You can still try to do the certain things you want to do with the players that may get better, may understand it more. May I still not quite sure what this Chelsea are. Mm. And listen, you know, you're right. And, and let's just remind ourselves, Rob, over $500 yeah. million dollars spent in one window in the mm. summer, let alone the money spent before that, mm. half a billion dollars spent yeah. on this team, and they're sat 10th, bang in the middle, 19 points after 14, yeah. Yeah. plus three goal difference. Half a billion, and they're... So it, it is remarkable. Yeah. Um, and, and I'll stick to what he said. I said in day one. All these young players... None proven really in the Premier League and some at the highest level and I don't know whether they're that effective but again I don't want to go over old ground it was a three points by the way let's remember that it was yeah. they did win the game yeah, um, yeah they it, won very they much won a work the game, in progress which very is much important. a work in progress yeah, yeah. wait Man, Man United isn't it next for, for oh, Chelsea it's midweek it's midweek yeah. it's Wednesday be... isn't it I think it's Wednesday yeah midweek yeah yeah, yeah. yeah.
Wednesday, yeah. So it's going to be an interesting game. Those two go head to head. If you and your grandma don't speak the same language, it can be hard to express your love for her. McDonald's can help. To celebrate the launch of the new Grandma McFlurry, McDonald's is inviting fans to visit sweetconnections.ai, where you can record a video message for grandma that's translated into her native language. The tech will clone your voice, reanimate your face, and translate your words so that you look like you're speaking another language. Check out sweetconnections.ai, then get a Grandma McFlurry at McDonald's. Available for a limited time at participating McDonald's. Select languages available. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help Dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power Dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything Dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. Okay, my friend, there was, I mean, there was drama all over Everyone. the place in nice. the Premier League this weekend. Yeah. Liverpool 4, Fulham 3. Couldn't quite believe as, as things were dropping in. I'm seeing gold flashes here and the 80th minute, Fulham looked like 3-2 up, going to win it. Ten minutes later, Liverpool in a couple of minutes have got uh, an endo goal and a, and a Trent, well, second for me, but first in um, statistics. And Fulham, Liverpool get a win again as, at, um, at Anfield. I've heard something, Rob, actually. Somebody said it would have been Klopp's. Second, only second home loss in 104 games, but it said with spectators in the stadium. So I think there's something like obviously they must have lost a couple of games during the COVID thing, but there's something mm. slightly incredible about Liverpool, Klopp, and, Amfi- and Anfield that gives them a chance, I would say, Rob. That gives them a chance. Mm. I'm still not sure. I still think. Games like today are days when they like, uh, convince themselves. I've got so my image, my al- analogy of Liverpool today is looking in in the in the bathroom mirror, saying, "We can be champions." No, you can be a champion. No, you are a champ. I just feel like it's still not quite championsish football yeah. yet. Yeah, but they're yeah. in there with a sh- they're in there they're in there with a the shout. The, the, listen, I love so much about the rebuild in midfield. Um, I think we know they've got spectacular mm. players. Some of the goals today, Rob, particularly in the Liverpool, in the tactics session, we yeah. just broke down a few oh. of these strikes oh. we saw this weekend. And some of the strikes in this game were absolutely incredible. Um, I, I just, yeah. you know, for me, three goals against, you know, Fulham scoring three at Anfield, it, it's still... Yeah. Yeah. That, that's my that's my kind of concern about Liverpool because I, I believe so much in their mm. their attacking play. Like yeah. you said, that the spirit of Anfield, the manager, that football club, and, and how they can get things going. I just, you know, they, they found a way today, um, but 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 they don't yeah. need to go back. And they haven't been to be fair. Their defensive record's pretty good. They're second in the league table. Mm. Um, you know, they've got the joint best defensive record. So, uh, you know, I, I'm, maybe I'm going way too early here, but I just worry that they're going yeah. to concede many, a few too many goals to be right there at the very end. But um, I shouldn't really say that because, again, the record right now after 14, they concede a goal again, yeah. 14 goals conceded. But sometimes but, your eyes tell you different than stats, Rob, don't they? Yeah, sometimes you see yeah. things or you see moments where things haven't happened and you go, mm, that's not good. 
you know, people getting looks at goal, people getting in behind yeah. and things. Yeah. So, listen, you, you, you tell it as you see it. The stats are great, the numbers are good. I don't think Jurgen Klopp's sitting at home going, defensively, we're, we're exactly where I want to be. And but it's I don't better, get the sense they, of that. I still better. think there's. Yeah, they are better it, that in that regard. It is better. And, and that's going to be important. And these goals in the team, and, you know, as we see today, these goals from different places, which is yeah. going to be important. But yeah. Uh, yeah. I still, for me, there's still a, a bit of, they need convincing and they need to convince me more than anything that they're, they're going to be, they can go all the way and, and challenge for whether it's Arsenal or City at the top of the table. Yeah, when these games go on, and this is it with, with total transparency here, when all these games go on at the same time, you know, we, mm. we have a main game to look at in the studio, which is the, was the Man City Spurs yeah. game at this yeah. time. We're looking up at other screens in our studio, looking at the goals and breaking down stuff, and then there's another goal goes in, and there's this penalty. Mm. It, it, it's hard to get a real detailed look at them. You don't so, really get, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so, yeah. you know, I ain't gonna, we, we, I'm not going to break down this get because I didn't get a close look at it. And of course, there'll be weekends where we yeah. do get a close look and we can have a deep dive into them. Um, all mm. I know is some of those goals, and, and Trent Alexander-Arnold, talk about a clutch yeah. player I mean that's twice now where he stepped huh. up and he's, he's a super talented footballer played a lot of the times I, when I did look up he was in the middle of the park in central midfield making things mm. happen there but what a game what a game of drama Fulham they still they still you know they're missing attacking players etc but they still punch yeah. well under Marco Silva um, but what a comeback what a feel good factor for Liverpool given that situation when they come back and win 4-3 so very, very good stuff. I, I love. I think, was that his first Liverpool goal, Alexis McAllister, or Premier League goal? I think. It was yeah, his Alexis first, McAllister. Yeah, 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 which is somewhat a little bit surprising. I know he's playing in a deeper role, but what a strike! Half volley, mm, Rob, thirty yards strike. out. Absolutely wow. magnificent. Wow, what a player! What a player! I mean, is. The, the free kick from Trent, and and and, and you know the, the late one with the drama, and the, I mean, the Endo's he's goal. Not, he's not Endo's probably slap. as underappreciated. Endo's goal, yeah, lovely yeah. slap, and yeah. you know, I, I thought Trent was close to being. I mean, if he is underappreciated, he shouldn't be because he's almost redefining yeah. the modern role of a, of a fullback yeah. uh, and playing right on top of his game now, yeah. and, and you know all that talk about where England. You know, is he going to be good enough for England? England should be making sure that Trent Alexander is a part of yeah. things going forward to the Euros that we saw Drew uh, earlier um, this week. Mm. But yeah, great win for Liverpool. Yep. Uh, again, Anfield in the cup playing well. Three points. I think that gets them into second spot, aren't they? Now just behind Arsenal. And, you know, more to come, I would say. I still think there's more to come from Liverpool, which yep. is the slightly frightening thing for, yep. for the rest of the league. Rob, if you don't mind... OK, my friend, let's move yeah. it to... Yeah. Move it on. Let's move it on, on to, uh, to Newcastle. Yeah. I, I mean, of all the games this weekend... Absolutely. I did not enjoy this one. I know it's not a ton <laughs> of goals. I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed yeah. it. I enjoyed the, yeah. the, the energy of Newcastle United, Rob, with the same team again to, to the Champions League Incredible. and PSG. And then, you know, no subs. I mean, it, it, I, I, my Incredible. thought was, can they still get the energy? But that, the, the fans, yeah. the supporters in James's Park pushed this team forward. We saw, Rob two teams that, that are very close in terms of the Premier League uh, t uh, points etc but talk about mm. two teams with a different spirit mentality togetherness mm. direction leadership team ethic I mean night and day difference now we know United Manchester United that is both United's Manchester United have got star individuals that, that, have, that have got them out of trouble before but how about Newcastle United Rob in terms of a team that <laughs> Unbelievable work ethic, togetherness, yeah. grinding, yeah. tough, durable, talented. I thought it was a brilliant game of football. Newcastle absolutely deserved winners at 1-0. 
the scoreline flatters United, Manchester United a little bit. Um, what a good game, Rob, and what a good team this Newcastle United team is. Uh, I think you, you hit, hit it on the head when I, I just put, you know, two teams heading in different directions with different guys in charge. Eddie Howe, Eddie Howe hasn't got as good a players probably as Manchester United. Some of the individuals. I mean, let's just let's just take let's just take Marcus Rashford and Anthony Gordon. Of course, of course, two wide players yeah. who both playing for England. Who both mm. trying well, one's mm. trying to get a yeah. game for England and one's playing for England. Yep. Let's just look at what they do. Brilliant. Their body language, what they give to their club, what they do in terms of their. Um, defending responsibility, yeah, yeah. they're attacking prowess, their productivity. Wow. I mean, it couldn't it couldn't be a bigger mm. contrast in two players, Rob, yeah. who absolutely sum up the difference between. And Manchester United, I, I, I've got the sense, Rob, where I watched Ten Hag and listened to the interview, and you know, a few of the players and these rumours again. He's for lower. It's almost like. Manchester United are, are happy now to play the underdog. Oh, we're Man United. We've got all these players, aren't we? There's always a reason why Manchester United aren't playing well, aren't doing well, aren't controlling games. It's you know, we, we, it's like they've they, they've become all of a sudden, I don't know, a promoted team in the league, and we've got you know they're underdogs. This Man United are playing Newcastle. There was times when Newcastle. However good they were, so to live with a great United team, this this Eddie Howe team gave them an absolute lesson yep. in team spirit and character, mate. Forget mm. all the other bits. Forget the the, the the football and the, the what you do and what you don't do and stats and numbers. Just a team who wanted to do what they've done after as hard a week as is. United have had as many players out as if United have, but want to do something for the team, for the manager, and for the set of fans. And it, it, the contrast was in, an embarrassment, and I, and I don't use that word. It was an embarrassment to Manchester United. Rob, where are we? But by the way, you know, we swing from one to another, and now we swing <laughs> from oh my goodness, you know, Man United, this, that, and the other. Then they come back, and I think I said the last game, well, that's better. That's it. He's starting to they're starting to climb out of a hole now. Three, nil, three nil v Everton. Three yeah, nil, really yeah, comfortable Everton, versus Everton. Said, yeah. Uh, the Champions League game, for the most part, was better. Galatasaray away, the goalkeeper chucks a couple of goals in, but it was generally decent. And then they go away in a mm. tough environment, difficult place to go, not a ton of rest. Same for both teams, though, you know, all fairness, Manchester United, I think, got a day's less rest and they got a little bit of travel. Um, and yeah, your analogy yeah. is a really good one, Robert, uh, Anthony Gordon, you know, and, 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 Marcia, uh, and Marcus Rashford. Now, what we did focus on in the studio Rashford. today, Rob, was, was, you know, you see the clips afterwards of Rashford coming off and Martial coming off and, and Ten Hag, they, they're looking, yeah. you know, yeah. cheesed off for the managers. They come, mm. they come yeah. off. It... And now I, I'm 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 not torn, but I, there's two sides to this. The first <laughs> side of it is Martial and Marcus Rashford. How about stop being a sulky and fed up because you're out of the game and whatever isn't right for you in this in this team or in this with this manager is affecting you. How about you give something back? One of the most important lessons I mm. learned in football from from a very early age is that players are there to please the manager. 
The manager's not there to please the players. The managers, the, the players are there, and that was my number one goal. Every, every single day I go in training and play in a match is to please my manager. Now, sometimes, you know, he, he's, you know he's, I feel he's unfair to me. I still, that still continues with me as my prime objective. Yeah. Yeah. These two players have had plenty of opportunities, particularly Marcus Rashford still in the <coughs> sign after not playing well. Um, mm. The other side of the coin is, does Eric Ten Hag have to do a better job of, of getting the team spirit and getting people on board yeah, and players yeah. not to look like they're fed up and that they're and that maybe is this the guy to lead us forward we've had that many times at the football club so mm. I am torn on it Rob a little bit in terms of you know who's more at fault here Ten Hag for not getting the players yeah. uh, excited about playing for Manchester United or some of these players that have been there a while that look mm. flipping down in the dumps, you know, face, face like a smacked ass and, and do a little bit better for their manager. Well, eventually, Rob, it, it comes on the manager and, and you're right. Maybe it was a different era when you had to please the manager or you'd be out the team and you wouldn't get the new contract and so you were you were driven... To, to, to perform for yourself and, and, and for your future. It's very different now, Rob. The, the very fact we are talking about Anthony Martial leading the line for Manchester United in 2023, yeah. where yeah. we are, tells you everything. Yeah. Tells yeah, this yeah. guy has not been yeah. right for this football club for the last five years, Rob, and he's still there. Marcus Rashford is an interesting one. Because I look at uh, Anthony Gordon, we'll go back to that contrast. Remember he fell out with, with Eddie Howe, had a, had a big tantrum when he came off. I think it was Fulham oh, away yeah, from my mate, or Brentford. Yeah, yeah. And he, he got bought on, he bought off and he had a tantrum and there was all talk, oh, you know, he's coming for all this big money. Eddie Howe handled that, Rob. Yeah, he managed him yeah. and look what we've seen now. Right. Absolutely seen Eric Ten Hag doesn't seem to me as though he's, he's that kind of manager who can manipulate those situations, get players back on side. We're now at the point with Marcus Rashford, who signed a four-year, a, a four I think, somewhere close to 350 to 400,000 400 pounds, yeah. pounds a week, who, at the moment, Rob, doesn't deserve to start in your first 11. Mm. Let's get it right. Now, mm. my, my, my question, maybe, for if, if, I'm, if I'm backing Rashford, is tell me one Manchester United player who's playing well. Give me one who you, who's playing somewhere near their well, capacity. Maguire's Bruno, come back and Bruno, done a bit better. Times, Bruno, Bruno Bruno's times, probably yeah. at a consistency at times. We've had a flash of Garnacho, we had a we've had a flash of yeah, one flash. two in them. There's no so 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 where where's the where's the base for success collectively and individually for this group? You have to look at the manager for that, Rob. Yeah. And I think of all the signings he's made and the pl the decent players he's inherited are all playing way below where they should be. Yeah. That is my worry for for, yeah. for Manchester United, and and that that accountability lies with Eric Ten Hag. I, I did a bit of a, a, mm -hmm. a stats, you know, dive into it. He's yeah. so he's had three windows. He's spent uh, more than five hundred million dollars, and I had a big list of the players. <laughs> right, yeah, five hundred million dollars yeah. on yeah. players. Right, to to make his own team. And I think in wow. terms of numbers. I think it's 11 or 12 new players. That's a whole new team. And if you go through that list, Rob, yeah. Lissandro Martinez, the Argentine, I'd say is a successful signing. Is that injured right now? They miss him. Yeah. But a very yeah. good signing. Yeah, yeah. Other than that, 
by the way, Rob. Other than that, and there's been flashes from Casemiro, there's been flashes from Ericsson, flashes for others, but so many players that have not, haven't done anything. I, I'll make no, it very no. simple, right, Rob? And, and I can't think anything that's going to change my mind on this. I'll make it very simple. If at the end of the season, Manchester United are not in the top four positions, or actually it might be five because we, there might be another Champions League yeah, spot. The Champions if League they spot. don't yeah. qualify yeah. for the Champions League, then his time is up. It's up. And I, and I know Manchester United fans are frustrated. Oh, here we go again. We're changing around. And Well, yeah. Yeah. You do change around until you get the right guy. If it's proven after that, it'll be almost two years in charge. It'll be four transfer windows, yeah. 500 million plus more. If you can't show development from last year, which was, a, which, was a, which was a step up last year, and you go back down again, and we get the production from new signings of what we've got, then there's got to be another change. There's a better, there's a perfect guy yeah. out there somewhere for Man United, Rob. We've seen it with the guy that goes in at Aston mm. Villa. We've seen it the guy that goes in at Tottenham Hotspur. Yeah. We see it in the guy that goes in at Brighton Hove Albion. There are perfect fits in football, right? And if Man United have to change another one, then so be it. We've seen it before with different clubs, particularly Chelsea. They keep changing, changing, changing. Ah, here we go. Winner. You know, it, it, yeah. It's okay. I don't think we're in that, that phase anymore, Rob, where we stick two or three, four years. He'll get it right. Listen, you have four windows over nearly a two-year period and you're going down the way, particularly a club like Manchester United, then somebody else has a go. Right. That guy might pop in the door. And when he pops in the door and the vibe changes and the feeling changes, Jim Ratcliffe's going to bring a whole new hierarchy, yeah, we understand. Yeah. That's to, what I was just going to say. Yeah, that, that's yeah. The, obviously the, the, the most I think important that, I part. think that's a big point. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that becomes your big point to the argument is that a new owner coming in or, or part owner with a view of how sporting franchises should run, putting the right people in the right places, doesn't have any real affinity to, to Ten Hag. I think with the Glazers it was a bit of an easy option and, you know, let them, you know, tick along as long as the, the finances were coming in. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I, I'd agree with you. I, I think with Jim, Jim Ratcliffe, there could be something of a change man Rob let me just let me just chuck it back here because I'm going to chuck in my weekly underappreciated performer and it is from a player uh, mm -hmm. in this game you'll be not surprised it's yeah. from a Newcastle United player and it's one of those again okay. where it's like underappreciated slash watch this guy Tino Livramento mm -hmm. 20 year, 21 years of age can play right back yeah played left back in this game he is a talent Robbie Earl yeah. he is an absolute talent and he, and he can slot in different spots again at a great age real good quality on the ball really good pace yeah. was very comfortable in an unusual position Trippier plays where he wants to play on the right Livermento switches over to the left hand side I think this kid is a really really good player and I, and I try and throw these guys forward and maybe some of our viewers and listeners will know all about him mm. and appreciate what he does maybe others not so much but watch him very very good young player yeah. he's had his, his injury issues uh, after joining Newcastle United so we haven't seen that much of him but he's fit now looks sharp yeah. now he's going to be a future very important national team player for England Tino Livramento um, I, I just think he's one to watch and, and he had a very good game and let's not you know let's because you know he's, he's, I guess he's kind of new to the team a little bit I think he's an outstanding talent so he gets my award for this weekend yeah. 
It's a good shout, really good shout. I saw him playing in the League Cup, uh, I think, when Newcastle went to uh, to United, Rob. He was excellent that day as well. I think he played right back then. I think they gave Trippier a bit of a rest, but yeah. as you say, he can play both yeah, sides. Comfort on the ball. Talented, can mm. run with the ball, Can got good delivery, he's got good size, good strength. Mm. Um, and, 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 and just what you would sense, Rob, when you, we're talking about transfers... Just a good bit of business. Oh, you know, you get him from Chelsea, you get him oh. at a good age, you, you know, you get a, a couple of years just to get him back. He had a bad injury, didn't he? That just hampered his progress a little bit, but he's coming back to full fitness, you know, and what a great sort of understudy to trip you, continues to keep delivering good things. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm all over that one. Uh, yeah. Livermento, I think, yeah. is, is a really good shout. And, mm. yeah, I mean, England are blessed, blessed with plenty of good right backs at the moment, mate. Mm, yeah. Your mate Gareth doesn't, doesn't know, wouldn't know yeah, who to pick. Got so many, yeah, yeah. And I just finally on it, Rob, I just want to, the signings that Newcastle make compared to Man United. I mean, I just look at the starting lineup. You know, Isaac's a great signing. Yeah. Nine, seven in yeah. ten. <laughs> oh, is it, it's more than that, isn't it? Yeah. No, seven in ten, I think it is. You've got Anthony ten, Gordon. Yeah becoming a key player Rob he's becoming a very key player for this football Absolutely. club Livramento a trippy I think was his Eddie Howe's first signing Nick Pope in goal I mean yeah. go on yeah. and on and on Bruno it's all about recruitment I'm sorry it is it's all about recruitment mm. who you bring in uh, Newcastle have got it spot on with good people in those those higher positions within the football club and just fingers crossed for Nick Pope you did mention him Rob uh, his shoulder, sense that, uh, he might have caught his shoulder yeah. didn't they they're talking about Eddie Howe said today they're, they're going to see the medical people they're hoping he doesn't have to have an operation but well, he's, he's you know, already had one Rob I think he's already one on it yeah. he's already dislocated exactly. it. he's got surgery and it's he's recur- done it again recurrence of it yeah yeah, yeah. yeah which um, that, that's going to need a big pin in and so hopefully yeah. fingers crossed it's not as bad as first thought but obviously that's going to be a massive blow to, to Newcastle um, losing Nick Pope who's been a big part of that defensive lineup mm. that's done him so well um, in the Premier League and in Europe this season so uh, good luck to Nick Pope on that one this Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help Dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power Dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything Dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. All right, mate, let's move it uh, on to the other big uh, the weekend for Arsenal, uh, home to Wolverhampton Wonders, a Wolverhampton Wonders team we know. They play good football under Gary O'Neill. Can be a danger and have got some threats certainly in the in the top of the pitch. Chan Wang's been in good form. Um, but Arsenal got the job done, Rob, in a way that I think, should I say for 20, 25 minutes, I think we saw some of the football we'd, we'd all come yeah. to love last season yeah. with Arsenal. Um, second half was a little bit more pragmatic from them. Um, I thought they did a reasonable job of trying to keep of keeping things tight and I almost felt it was a bit of the old Arsenal from last season and the new Arsenal from this season where tough to play against ain't going to give too much away I mean a Zinchenko error mm. really gave um, Wolves, Wolves their goal but I, 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 I didn't mind Arsenal not being I used to I used to remember when we played United back in the day and, and some of the good Liverpool teams 
who will play really well for 20, 25 minutes and blow you away, score two or three goals. And then they kind of, I wouldn't say coast is the wrong word, but they knew the game was over. They'd, they'd won the game in those spells with the Yorks and the, the, the Coleys and Beckhams and Skulls at the game, sometimes before Europe, sometimes after Europe. We always used to think we didn't want United in any of those games because we always felt they got a sense of, let's get this one out of the way and we can concentrate on things. I just thought that was a kind of performance we got from Arsenal. Yes, I thought football was really good. I thought setting off it wasn't as great, mm. but I, I kind of like an Arsenal mm. that doesn't have to play great football mm. that can that can win games. Yeah, I, I'm. I agree with most of that. I think the first half was top class, top class Arsenal. That's that's mm. you know, and then, then at halftime, Rob, we're very very comfortable. I think I made the comment that that yeah. you know sometimes champions or oftentimes champions win a lot of games easily. And I feel like at Arsenal the last year, yeah. they had a great season, came very close, but a lot of them were like heroic last-minute goals. You know, God, something's, something's happening here. They win. Uh, but, but really, you know, winning games easily without any stress or having to, to really um, flat out your performance to get those three points is a good sign. So to, to mm. half-time, at 2-0, it's like, that's good. That's really, really good. And I think I said to Rebecca in the studio, whatever happens, either go on and score more goals or but at least be in total control. So I think where I'm a little different to you, Rob, is that I still, it shouldn't, it should have been comfy. It should have been, whether they don't go on and score more goals, I agree with your point and I get your point. It doesn't have to blow mm. everybody away three, four or fives and, and, and strain every sinew to do that. But be in control and, and Zinchenko, Rob, great footballer but there's many many times I feel like where he just caught, gets caught doing something tries to force a ball in he, he's a little bit casual on the ball did Arsenal get a little bit casual listen do, do I want perfection or, or closer to it yeah probably but mm. it ended up being a bit nervy Rob and it, it wasn't hanging on but it's like it wasn't as comfortable as what the performance deserved particularly in the first half an hour some of that lovely mm. creative penetrating football that was like Oh, that's it. That's kind of what we enjoyed last year. Um, so, tot- tons of credit for Arsenal. It is another three points. It's just, oh, it was almost a really good 90 minutes, Rob. And a bit of good 90 minutes, it would have been 2-0. But no drama. Make sure you, 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 you're solid with your, your playing out. Don't, don't take any risks. Inchenko, a little mm. casual. And it's a lovely finish from Mateus Cunha. Made it a little nervy. But yeah. we, we're, we, you know, Arsenal, sneaky. It's sneaky, like two points clear. Haven't, yeah. been, haven't been great all the time, but are winning in different ways. I think the mentality is stronger. Declan Rice adds a mentality. It's as simple as that. He adds a toughness that they yeah. didn't have last year. Well, maybe less of. They had a little bit of that with Granit Xhaka. Um, but no, good, good story for Arsenal. And that football, if they can do more of that and they believe that it is in them, then they're going to win a lot of games. Yeah. I thought it was a good day for Odegaard, Rob. I thought he looked back yeah, to better, better, yeah. captain who can make thing, things happen. Saka just is a, is, a, is a little diamond, mate. 20, 22 years of age, five goals, yeah, five assists already this season. Happen. Reliable. Things Get happen, to yeah. his work. Yeah. You talked about Jack Declan Rice. I've got him down, Rob. He's my halfway, and I know we're not halfway. He's my halfway player of the season. And I did yeah, say at the yeah. start of the season, he, he might be up there. Um, he's, been, he's been excellent. Excellent for them. Mm. Um, and maybe we slightly disagree in that. I, I, I know what you mean of, of total control, but I, I, I dare say when Liverpool won the title, there were, there were the games they weren't in total control, but they won the game yeah. and they have that front foot and their intensity and that. And I just feel like Arsenal, there's a belief coming together and there's a different way of winning the games that I think they didn't have. I think they, they, there's maybe two or, or 
two or three more options to them that they didn't have last season. So, mm. um, but we'll see. Great win, gave them a yeah. four point gap up until today. Obviously, yeah. that's closed up a little bit. But in line, uh, if City drawing um, in Liverpool, you know they've, they've got a little gap again, mate, and and they sit top of top of the tree. And I'm sure they're going to want to see this December out now and, and see if they can get to uh, the turn of the year at, at the top of the table. Uh, OK, let's move it on to um, just other results, really. Rob, let's have a little, a little look mm. down here and pick out stuff you want to pick out. Nottingham Forest, yeah. um, another disappointing result for them, Rob, and, and a big result mm. for Everton, winning 1-0 with a Dwight yeah. McNeil strike in 67th minute. Um, Steve Cooper has done a brilliant job at this football club. No question, not in a forest. A brilliant job over the last few yeah. seasons. A little bit of pressure now. Is there any... any mm. You think we're nearing a switch there, Rob? Is there going to be a switch? And, and also, more importantly, do you think there should be a switch? Yeah. Uh, no, no, and no. Uh, I'm hoping... The mo- I'd have to say the more noise I keep hearing is slightly worrying, Rob, because usually that noise comes from somewhere and there's usually a source mm. close to people at the club who have got us uh, a temperature of, of, of what might be thinking. We know the ownership group there is very uh, ambitious, um, but we've seen Steve Cooper. In Steve Cooper, I would trust him. I'm a Forest fan. It hasn't maybe gone as swimmingly well as they can, but they're, where do they sit? They sit 15th in the table on 13 points. Yeah. Uh, could do with a couple more wins, yeah, to get them sort of mid-table and comfortable, but I, we saw what he did last year, Rob. We saw how he worked with, under, under pressure and with so many players. I'd be, I'd be amazed. I'd be amazed if, if, if Forrest did something um, pretty soon and, and got rid of mm. Steve Cooper. So, no... Um, but great win for Everton uh, again after all that had gone on and disappointment of, of a 3-0 defeat where they didn't really get going against Manchester United after the 10 point deduction mm-hmm. this was more Everton putting two fingers up showing who, who they were yeah. Sean Dyche has definitely got things turned around if you think of where they would be with, with the 10 points um, that, that they've lost and in this game my friend I'm, I'm going give, to give you my underappreciated oh. player of the week well, go on then and I'm going uh, to say this, Musty, in, in the hope that you understand that I mean. If I gave you a picture, or gave most people a picture, of James Garner, I guess 8 out of 10 wouldn't even know he's a Premier League footballer. That's kind of mm. how mm. sort of underappreciated or un- un- unknown he is. But he's a young player who came up from Manchester United, was bought for £50 million, pounds, so somewhere around $20 million dollars has been one of the most consistent players under Sean Dyche since he's been at Everton. Play, can play in a number of positions. Was outstanding, I thought, yesterday in just his appreciation, his ability, his, his tactical IQ, his clearances. I had some numbers, Rob, like his 63 touches of the ball, 13 ball recoveries, four clearances, 11 final third passes. Three long passes, three dribbles into the box, and my man of the match. And he's a player, Rob, who, if we think of Everton, we thought maybe the goalie, and then, you know, Branthwaite mm. and, mm. and Tarkovsky as a back two, and we think of mm. Ducore doing good things, and mm. Dominic Calvert Lewin, mm. and maybe McNeil, who got the goal, mm. and Jack yeah. Harrison's come in and gives. Yeah. You never really. He's somebody who would, who's under the radar, and under the radar is underappreciated. So my underappreciated. 
underappreciated player of the week goes to James Garner. Yeah, I really like it. I really like it. I, I, I tell you, when I look at this lineup, Rob, in terms of what's different, because I got a better vibe feel about this team from really early on, and I know the yeah. results weren't great at the beginning, but I, I think a couple, you might have mentioned actually all the players, Rob. Jared Branthwaite, I thought, was outstanding yeah. again. Him mm. and Tarkovsky is a yeah. game-changer for Everton. That's a game-changer. Young player, Branthwaite. I think he signed a new contract. Big player for the future. Excellent. James Garner, yeah. to your point, And then Jack Harrison. They're the three, really, that's in the team at the moment that's different, that makes them a better side. So mm. I, I really like your shout, Rob, because James Garner can play. Right, he can play. He's different to a mm. totally different to an Onana, Decore, or a Drizagana Gay. He's got a bit more technicality. Yeah. So you put him alongside, and it's, it's Garner Gay at the moment, but it's going to be Onana when he gets uh, recovers from yeah. his illness. Actually, the it's, two of them yeah. together with Decore in front, making those runs into the box, I really like it. And I think you're absolutely spot on, James Garner, 22 years of age, big future. Gives them something different. And that blend, you know, in midfield, there's a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Um, I think it's a lovely blend yeah. in there that keeps possession of the football. Um, so I like it. I really like it, Robert. James Garner, yeah, I think he's been an mm. excellent addition and uh, it's a good shout. And, and a great a great three points for Everton Football Club. And Sean Dyche is the man. A perfect yeah. man to have right now going through these difficult moments. I like him a lot. Played against him back in the day. Brilliant bloke. And again, just the ideal man to, to kind of keep things calm. Um, through these very difficult waters now. Again, now, Rob, they're only two points behind Luton. Yeah, massive, massive Which December, is, isn't it? December with yeah. so many points at, yeah. at stake is, is going to be massive for, for all those clubs yeah. uh, in and around the, the bottom of the, bottom three. Yeah, good shout. Uh, let's move it to Burnley. Eventually, was it eight times of asking Burnley get the first home win? Uh, a 5-0 yes. win against Sheffield United in a game that both teams desperately needed these points. Um, but what a tonic for, for Vincent Company's team to put five past Sheffield United. Obviously, the Ollie McBurney sending off stupid um, um, yeah. reaction from the centre-forward really lets himself, his manager, his club down um, yeah. and was a bit a turning point in the game. But a uh, huge win for Burnley, but a bit of pressure on Heckenbottom, Rob, now. I know that this talk, I, I was just reading in, in one of the things there, he's saying... There's pressure every week and I get used to it, I'll just get on with my job. But last week it was, it was at Bournemouth, wasn't it? This week against Burnley, if, if, if they're not going to win games there, where are, where are Sheffield United going to win their games from? Only one win all season. Yeah, it's just interesting, Rob, isn't it? Like, I would say, listen, we've not had a firing yet in the Premier League. It's pretty blooming remarkable, really. No, it's um, crazy, yeah. But they are still only four points um, behind Luton. They'd have to overcome Everton from as well. Luton. Yeah, from, from Luton. Luton. From safety, basically. Yeah. So they're still in touch. Yeah. Now, I would think that the ownership there, and this is just me, by the way, and, and you can think on both ways, yeah. like, you know, yeah. it, it, it would be a time now, right now, to make a change, to get that new manager to bump. Maybe you get a little bit of funds in the yeah. January window. The manager gets a few games to figure out what he might need. January, sign a couple of players. Give yeah. yourself a chance. That that would would absolutely make sense for me, and I'm somebody that that is very patient with managers and don't want to see too many changes. I think it would make sense. Or, you know what, for for the changes to the team, for the budget that they're working with, and that's what Paul Heckenbottom said, Rob, about afterwards. Like, you know, the, yeah. the budget, the resources that we have, yeah. we're trying our very very best. That they say, you know what, we like him a lot. The manager is not the problem here. It is the the finances and trying to find a team capable of competing in the Premier League. Let's stick with him. Let's stick with him throughout. If we go down, 
he got a set before he can do it again and that's a very yeah. valid reason as well so there there's there's your little choices i'll be honest with you i, I would go for the switch and try and stay in the division yeah. um but i'm I totally mm-hmm. understand anybody else that say, you know what, let's stick with this guy. We like him. He cares about it. He does a good job. He did a great job getting us here. And on the budget that we have in the Premier League, it's going to be hard to stay up whoever's in manager with this football club. What do you think, Robert? Which way of that would you tend to go? I, I, I'm similar. I, I kind of feel as though, you know, the McBurney thing doesn't help and, and it's not the manager's fault, but just a lack of control and, and emotion by, by a centre forward. I think when you're playing teams who Burnley who were struggling at home and you don't get a result, you you know, you lose five nil in the end, it, it, you know, the optics just don't look good. And I just looked the next four games, Rob, is Liverpool at home, Brentford at home, Chelsea away, Aston Villa away. Am I going into those games thinking, are we gonna how many points am I gonna get from there? And then all of a sudden we do it January, we're in you know, the halfway stage in, in the season and we're adrift by 10, 11 points. It, it, that's a worry. So mm. I'd be surprised if he sees this week out, I've got to be honest, right. and, and I hope yeah. I'm wrong, that's and I hope he's loss, given Rob. time to put things right. That's a bad loss, isn't it? Yeah, but that, 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 that's a hurtful one, I think. Mm. I think if, I, if, if I'm part of it, don't you, I'm starting to think we need to just see if a change gives yeah. us a little bit of a bump and we can do things a little bit differently. Bournemouth 2, Aston Villa 2, great game again. Such such, mm. such good goals in yeah. this one. Really good goals. All of the goals really well taken. I feel Bournemouth, yeah. Rob, are really starting to improve playing good football again. This is on that busy window games yeah. going on all over the place. I looked up, Bournemouth are on the front foot against a good Villa side many, many times. Uh, so that mm. ended 2-2. West Ham United won, Rob. Crystal Palace won again. It's an uh, Odson Edward scores for Palace equalisers after Kudus scores for West Ham United. Yeah. And Kudus, probably of, yeah. of all the games, it was kind of like a, as, like a well, this is, this is a normal kind of game 1-1 one, one. not tons of drama yeah, yeah. Um, and the last game we have on the list here Rob is Brentford a good win for Brentford against Luton Town mm. and struggling to obviously to win games and to try and get enough points even though that Luton Town right now are just out of the relegation zone um, goals from Mope yeah. um, Ben Me I have here me, Brown, Ben Me and, and, Jake, and, and yeah. Baptiste so Baptiste there, there's there's, yeah. uh, there's all your games Rob anything else you want to pick out before we, we kind of sign out there was, there's just a, a brilliant weekend of football <laughs> isn't it yeah in a league that just doesn't do nil-nils mate we had 38 mm. goals in match week 14 and we've got match week 15 coming up in a few days so look out for our podcast midweek when we look back at all the midweek catching but for now I'm Earl he's Musty together with the two Robbies thanks for watching and listening be safe stay healthy it's a good night from me and it's good night from him good night Good night. Feel the pulse of the city. Feel the beat of the drum. Feel the bass blow your hair. In Las Vegas, live music delivers much more than sound. It's where music comes alive. With artists like Megan Thee Stallion, Maroon 5, Carrie Underwood, Shania Twain, Babyface, Lionel Richie, and many more. Every show is a playground for your senses. See the full summer lineup at visitlasvegas.com. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. 
Let the Home Depot help power dads doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.